This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. A special treat, an in-house guest. Uh, he was a judge for a very long time. Ten years on the bench. Judge Herb Dodell. He has a new book, From the Trench to the Bench, Navigating the Legal System and Finding Your Spiritual Path Along the Way. Judge, Judge Dodell, welcome. How are you? Thank you very much. You know where the title comes from? Yeah, what's the, no. People always say, what's the trench? Yeah. The trench is when I was practicing law, it was always a fight. Every day was adversarial. And so you were, that's why it was the trench. Like being in the war. And when you get to the bench, what is that? Is that the pinnacle? Is that the... It's a remarkable change because you have no dog in the fight. And so you look at things from a whole different perspective. You're not looking to make money because you're not getting any. And you're not looking for anything in the terms of winning cases because you're not not an involvement part. How worried are you, though, because you guys get reversed on appeal? That can happen. They're looking at your every move, every word in that opinion. They read. That's true, and I can honestly say, as far as I know, I was never reversed. Although there's an opinion, City of Los Angeles versus Garber, that basically affirmed the decision I made. I was just sitting in restraining order court, which was really a great experience. Talk about real life. Restraining order court, like uh, some some woman goes in, I want this guy away from me for a long time. Yeah, one lady came in and said, I want you to stop this woman – from looking at me because she has x-ray eyes and she's seeing what's going on in my brain. Those are the kind of cases. Sometimes. But I also had very serious child molestation, child abuse cases that were really serious. So over the five years plus that I sat there, I heard great stories. And I said, this is a great thing to tell the people. So I wrote the book. Well, congratulations. The book, again, From the Trench to the Bench, Navigating the Legal System and Finding Your Spiritual Path Along the Way is available everywhere. Hey, actually, can I skip to the Finding Your Spiritual Path Along the Way part? Uh, What do you mean by that? Most lawsuits or litigations deal with ego. Most people sue other people because they feel they've been wronged. Somebody took something away from them. uh, They want to get even. And so... The real way to win lawsuits is to look at the area of compromise, settlement, because then you give up your ego. You may give up something, but you get something in return. The system itself is totally uncertain. There's one thing about the system, and that's uncertainty. For example, I sat in small claims court last three years, and there are no lawyers there. People just come and tell their story, and we relax the rules of evidence. And so that's the place where real justice takes place. So the people's court is actually more realistic than I was led to believe. Oh, right? it's actually – although I – one time I was reprimanded – I don't know if it's reprimanded is the right word – for using too much humor. 
in the courtrooms. There's no Who reprimanded you? Not the bailiff. Who? No. The appeals guy. <laughs> no, the administrator. The administrator. So we didn't appoint you to be Judge Judy. <laughs> hey, here's one I, I like. Who made you Judge Judy and executioner? Have you ever heard that one? I probably have. You, okay, listen. Judge, you mentioned something, though. You didn't do it for the money. We know that judges, for the most part, uh, are civil servants, essentially. That's That's what we do. Now, here's the thing. I don't get it. Because you're at the pinnacle of your legal career. Like, take you, uh, a justice on the Supreme Court. Uh, these guys in private practice could make many millions of dollars. And then they're making, quite frankly, you know, pennies in comparison. Um, I, I wonder, I just have always been confounded by that. That seems like it might be a recipe for corruption, potentially. Well, most people do not understand what happens in the legal system. They see it on television. They hear about it. They read about it. They really have no clue as to what goes on behind the scenes. Well, one thing, though, just before, I mean, they don't get we, – we agree, though. They don't get paid that much. That's true. And the bottom line is I was very fortunate. I had a very good practice. I was making a fairly good living. And I said to myself, you know, I've been very blessed by all of this. It's time to give it back to the, to the people. That's wonderful. And I tried very hard. People always say to me, did you ever rule in favor of somebody that you didn't like or vice versa? And the bottom line is I never allowed myself personally to get emotionally involved in any cases. And I tell this story because it's, it's kind of interesting. I was sitting in small claims court and some lady litigant was the plaintiff, actually. She was not happy with some of the things I was saying, so she's getting ready to charge the bench. The bailiff was trained, of course. She grabbed her and, and she couldn't keep quiet. I said, you know what, if you don't stop talking... I'm going to have you stand in the hallway. And the bottom line was, at the end of the day, the defendant was a nice, well-dressed guy, three-piece suit, and every, everything that you want to look at as a professional person. The bottom line is I ruled in her favor. And I, in the happened, big mouth's favor? I did. And the reason was she was right. Yeah. Legally, she was right. I, I remember a case where I wanted to do something for a plaintiff. I really wanted to do it. I couldn't do it. In fact... That case was kind of interesting because I had to decide the constitutionality of the statute. It was a real legal issue. In fact, I worked the whole weekend preparing an opinion. Right. I wanted to help the defendant. I really, I really wanted to. Nice people and everything else. But the research showed it's wrong. I couldn't do it right. Wrong so on the law. That was the, that was the end of the day. Hey, did you have a gavel? You know, people always ask me that. I think there was one in the drawer. What, 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 what's the origin of that? Why is that a thing? I don't know because the way it generally works is we, we, we are in chambers. And when we come out, the bailiff's got the one-liners, please rise or whatever they say. And so you just basically walk up a couple of steps and you're sitting on this elevated platform and you have no need for a gavel. Everybody can hear you. How well, about absolutely this? Absolutely, they can hear you. And uh, I was just thinking as I was standing in the hallway here, about cell phones. Somebody said, make sure you turn your cell phone off. I said, this reminds me of a funny story. I used to do a little speech. When I started the session, I'd say, everybody, turn off your cell phones because if, you, if it goes off while we're in session, You're in I'm going to take the cell phone away from you. You come back at 4 o'clock and you can pick it up. Uh-huh. And while I was just finishing this story, my cell phone went off. Oh, judge. So you got lead by <laughs> a little, example. A little embarrassing. Did you wear robes? Yes. Now, have to. Wh- why? 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 What's the law? Why do you have? How can? They, where's? Where? Wait, wait, judge. They actually passed a law that says the judge must wear 
a a gown. Yes. Now, come on. Who passed that? Where is that law? Uh, I got to see it's that. It's in the law because one time I I went out without wearing it. And some bailiff came. I said, you got to wear your robe. You know, it's a misdemeanor. You're out there without a robe on. So that you know the law better than the bailiff. I don't buy this. I don't buy this. I'm going to look true it up. Story. I'm sure but, he said but that. They're but they're very, I, they're very, very aware of your safety. I remember in, in Long Beach, uh, I was sitting in a courtroom on the same floor as the presiding judge, and an issue came up, and I didn't know the answer. Yeah. So I said, "Okay, I'll just walk down to the presiding judges," and I had my robe on. Right. So I'm walking down the hallway. I get to the DJ's courtroom. I walk in, and I'm going to talk to the PJ. The bailiff folks over me says, you can't walk in the hallways here with your robe on. You uh, can't because we have to watch out for you. Somebody's liable to jump you. And so they're very, very cautious. In fact, when I was sitting, some nights I would work uh, small clams at night. Well, hold on one second, Judge. You were in Long Beach. Long Beach. Judge Wapner was from Long Beach, right? I don't think he may. I, I think he was. Did you ever cross paths with Judge Wapner? I actually took his deposition when I was practicing I, law. I knew it. I knew the same community. It's obviously the same community. You took a deposition from him when you were practicing law? He I a, did. I took the deposition of several interesting people. By the way, I don't, Hugh Hefner. I don't think he's dead yet, uh, Wapner. So you got to yeah, be see, careful. I think with, he is. Uh, his son is alive. His if son he, is a judge. If he's dead, he just, we're talking about Judge Wapner, who is the first host of the People's Court before yes, Ed was. Koch. Judge Wapner, I believe he's still alive. Oh, nope, you're right. He's dead. But he died when? he? Oh, he died five years ago. What yeah, the hell? Get with the times, Greg. Well, his son, his son is a judge in, in L.A. County. Is he really? Yeah. Huh. All right. So nice ju- guy. Um, oh, wait. You said something about Hugh Hefner? I took Hefner's deposition. I took Barry Gordy's deposition. Well, wait. What did Hugh Hefner? We, well, what was it? Divorce? 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 case. I represented the chef at the Playboy Mansion. And as he was leaving for the... The guard dog jumped up, bit him in the face, and tore his lip, required plastic surgery. So I sued not only the Playboy Club, but I sued Hefner individually. Mm. I really didn't have a case, but I did anyway. And I took his deposition, and I said to him as he was leaving my office, I said, look, this is nothing personal. I said, I'm sorry you're going to have to spend three weeks sitting in a courtroom, and really, you're going to have to do that. Yeah. A week later, I had the case settled. He called his insurance company, told him, settle this case. I'm not spending three weeks in a courtroom. Oh. I took the money from the settlement, and I bought a house. That's how I got my first house. Well, man, I should have gone to law school. Sounds fantastic. Interesting work. It was good. Wild people. Judge, we have to wrap up, unfortunately. But listen, uh, this book and all the stories sound really – they're great. What a rich, interesting life. You can buy the book on Amazon, From the Trench to the Bench, Navigating the Legal System and Finding Your Spiritual Path Along the Way. And there are, by the way, a lot of useful little things here. Like you have a choice at one point. Do you want a judge trial or a jury trial, right? Absolutely. What's Real quick, 10 seconds. What's the rule of thumb on that? Depends on who your party you're representing. Sometimes you're better off with a judge because the client's not going to come across real well in front of a jury. Oh. They don't like him or her, and it's a problem. So you want a judge. It's a one-person thing. It's like small claims. Oh. You get one person who's going to decide whether you're going to win or lose. Oh, gosh. Personally, I want to avoid the whole thing, uh, the courtroom. But I look forward to the book. That's as close as I want to get. Um, thank you, Judge, very thank much. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate Ju- it. Judge Herb Dodell. We'll be right back.